Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. And joining us on the show today, we have two guests Sam and Austin of Iron HQ coming to you from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Guys, what's going on today? How are you? Doing all right, Joe. Thank you. I'm excited to dig into this. I got to ask all of the questions that I was interested in before we started our conversation. So I have a pretty good idea of what's going on at Iron HQ. But for the people who are listening, guys, who aren't familiar with the brand or aren't familiar with the two of you, Tell us about this. First and foremost, what is Iron HQ? How do you describe this in your words? You may go. Okay, I'll do the professional corporate sounding. Iron HQ is something we're creating in Chattanooga that is a space for those that either compete in a strength sport, enthusiasts or gym bros like me, or people who just want to be part of a community. Um, going back to an actual real gym. So a lot of the commercial places around are clubs. I would call them or like fitness and health places. Like this is a real weightlifting gym. So Chattanooga, yeah. pretty it's good. Commercialized. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Chattanooga, pretty good size city. And there's a couple small local gyms, but there's nothing that really like can go up against the big guys yet. We're not there but we hope to get there one day. Okay. And so for context, for people listening in the grand scheme of things, this is fairly new, right? Take us back to the inception of all of this, not necessarily day one doors opening, but take me to the moment the idea popped into your head. We're going to open up a business. We're going to open up our own gym. What was going on for you? What made you so crazy to think that this was a good idea? How did we get here today? Um, so I am a professional bodybuilder now. I actually got my pro card this year in June. Um, so last year I was still an amateur and we were in Chattanooga at one of my shows and it's tradition that we always go to brunch the day after. And so we were at our favorite brunch place, food works and, you know, mimosas are flying. My hormones are already messed up from prep. So like, I was very <laughs> like easy to talk into anything. Um, and Austin was looking at houses on Zillow down in Chattanooga because we actually lived in Murfreesboro at the time. Or Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, we could totally sell our house up here and move down to Chattanooga and open up a gym because we actually talked about opening up a gym when we first started dating back in 2017. Um, and so, of course, I was like, oh, yes, let's totally do that. I'm totally on board. And then I was like, well, wait. I still have one more show to do three weeks later. So maybe let's like wait until after that to make sure this is something we really want to do. So three weeks later, do the show in Nashville. We actually come back to Chattanooga the next day to look at an apartment. And we were like, okay, we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Really the, the main reason is, <clears throat> you know, we're 28 or 27 mm -hmm. at the time when we decided we were one of the lucky ones with the house we bought just before everything exploded so i said hey we got super lucky why don't we take off advantage of the good fortune and sell the house and come do this yeah and so here we are right just shy of approaching a year 
in the business officially, quote unquote, look back on that time, get a little philosophical with me for a moment. We've been gym owners, we've been business owners for just about a year. Throughout that time, guys, what's been your favorite part about running a gym and what's been the hardest part about running a gym? I think for me, the answer to both is the same where it's people. <laughs> I like love meeting new people and getting to meet them outside of a situation like I would otherwise probably not meet them. Um, but also at the same time, I people are hard. They're tough. They're dumb. Well, <laughs> they just don't have, like, they don't know what we know and see our vision at the end of the tunnel. They think we're just like kind of winging it. And it's frustrating to us because we put so much thought and time into it. And we're like, no, we kind of know what we're doing. Just like, give us some time to show you that we know what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. I probably agree. People is probably my favorite. Yeah, definitely and, luckily and people are the not favorite part too yeah. <laughs> it's a small percentage a small percentage but you know yeah. it seems like a, a small percentage are really really big supporters most everybody is pretty chill and then the other small percentage is kind of the you know turds if you want to call them that the other part i don't really like cleaning oh cleaning yeah is just mm. it's we're 24 7 so it's it's never ever clean so it gets use we never shut down never and shut. this is a relatively large space from my understanding right there's plenty to clean yeah it's funny because when i talk to new gym owners uh it's 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 almost ridiculous to even suggest but you guys are ceo and coo but you're also head of marketing you are the sales director you are the head janitor you are everything yep. throughout this and a lot of people value that right i get to make the own my own rules and this is my business but a lot of the time it's stressful it's overwhelming it's a never-ending list of tasks and things to do and i think the evolution of the gym owner or the business owner in general suggests that at some point we want to delegate some of these things at least i'm sure there are aspects of the job that you guys love and would do no matter what but there are some that we don't want to do i yeah. would imagine and so I, I completely understand now a year in business i would hope that we have more members today than we did a year ago I want to pick your brain on how that process happened for you guys so far, at least from a marketing standpoint, what's gone well for you? How have we gained these members, but what have we tried that maybe hasn't gone so well too? I think a lot will we'll kind of maybe put the organic, like uh, people just telling others about what's going on because we, that's just kind of, we don't have any control. I think what's worked well for us is just being ourselves on social media. So just who we are and how we interact, being kind of goofy and just being on Instagram and trying to, we, we do mostly Instagram because that's probably where most of our target audience and sure. sits. Yep. But. So social media has been the driver for a lot of this. I would right. say probably it makes sense. one, yeah, and then two would be word of mouth. Word of mouth. That's what the word I was. I don't think those two things are even tremendously different. I think it's kind of just the digital version of word of mouth is yeah. social media. So it's been yeah. a lot of our our members have 
shared it with their friends either verbally in true exchange or digitally through social media super easy to like a post comment share tag whatever it happens to be so then social media has been the catalyst yeah. location in the physical location just sheer traffic got it okay we're on a corner of a strip mall attached to what used to be a grocery store and they just moved across the street so they just built a brand new multi-million dollar place across the street so we've still got that parking lot too but we're on a heavily trafficked road and mm -hmm. we were able to find one of the realtor sites and i think there's like eighty thousand people that live within a three mile radius of us yeah so. so we have a decent market to address have you guys considered furthering that social media reach and advertising on those platforms at any point or have you so far yeah we're working on some specific like promotional ads for like instagram facebook we're working on right, right, right. Uh, google about to push some ads out and then we're we're going to try the physical like targeted mailers mm -hmm. see how that goes still value yeah still value. and the company we went with was Bowpack, just like one of those coupon type companies they send it they've got thirty thousand homes they're sending it to and it looks like they're in a region that we haven't really pulled from yet yeah well i mean thirty thousand. if we get one percent suddenly we found a lot of people right yeah. so there's there's value to this we are exploring the idea of putting some dollars into social media whether it's facebook instagram google yep. all of these things contribute i think our conversation around marketing needs to at least highlight that this is more of a toolkit than a singular tool there's no one size fits all answer that is above and beyond the rest but we're going to try a number of strategies at least. I think this is the time for you guys to really kind of take your stride. Yep. Take me to the next step here, guys. Just getting leads, just getting people interested is only half the battle. When someone reaches out interested in the gym, walk me through what that sales process actually entails. Who are they speaking with? What's that conversation about? What are they actually signing up for? So this may sound a little backwards. Honestly, we we don't push sales like other gyms do. Um, we just, we try to get people interested to come like look at it in person. Cause I think once they're able to like get inside the door, talk to me or talk to Austin and then really just like get a feel for like the community we have there, the vibe, like the machines we have, we have special kilo plates and bars and like everything for like strongmen and powerlifters and bodybuilders. I think once they step in and they see, then they're like, okay, yes, this is where I want to be. And then at the end, it's just them asking us a few little questions here and there and then us answering and then, then deciding like, okay, is it a make or break deal for me that they don't have like a sauna or um, can I come 20 minutes this way if something's a little closer, but it's 24 seven. So it's kind of like one of those things. Okay. And We've so like, this is what we have, if you like it, low, awesome. yeah, low pressure, yeah, low pressure. We're not trying to, to gimmick anybody into something. We're not trying to sales tactic. I think even the conversation around sales, people kind of back up and get a little bit uncomfortable, especially in fitness because of the reputation that you alluded to. Yeah. So we get a little bit used car salesy depending on the organization, but 
yeah. that's not us the the thought process being here's what we offer here is how it can help you here are the options to sign up now people signing up is this uh, and i like to ask because i think that there's a lot of dissent or, or disagreement in our industry at least at this time is this like a month-to-month -month thing is this a contract are they paying for a specific length of time tell me about that yeah so we've got a couple month-to-month -month plans and a couple paid in full plans there we don't do any enrollment or maintenance fees on the back of that so we took a risk on that because you know someone could come in be there for a month and then destroy stuff and then walk out the door or something like that but yeah both and i especially hate contracts with the passion we started with one and we've had a lot of issues with it because we're not going to send people to collections one we don't want the headache and we're not going to do that to somebody because people will just load like a prepaid card or something mm -hmm. cancel their card so that's kind of was our strategy it's been more of a, a management decision than anything else right just more headaches than it's worth is that yeah, and I get it. I mean, this model, the open gym, the big box, the whatever we're describing this category as, it sort of lends itself to that. It's a volume game at the end of the day. It's a relatively lower cost compared to other models in the industry, and it's a much higher membership ceiling compared to others. So we'll get the tire kickers. We'll get the, the not-so-serious kinds of people. Um, but let me pick your brain on this because I, uh, I've seen a decent amount of gyms in this model combat that by layering on other services, personal training, group training, semi-private, nutrition, you name it. There's any number of services that are tangible to fitness. Has that been an idea or has that crossed your mind to for lack of a better term, get people to spend more and value it a little bit more? One of our strategies for that is probably like doing seminars specific to string sports as part of an mm -hmm. amenity. So we've, and we've hosted an officially sanctioned USPA powerlifting meet already as well. Powerlifting inside is really easy simple took <laughs> those guys those guys and girls are really easy to please so that's kind of where we're looking to layer in as almost like an amenity type deal of just doing seminars and specialized training for those different string sports got it okay and so leaning into the demographic that we serve even more right we know powerlifting, strongman, bodybuilding, whatever it is. These are a really, really bought in crowd and they are not afraid to spend money on this category. No. They will spend money on any number of what I would call crazy things, but in their mind, these things are relevant. It's Especially merch, it's equipment, it's continuing education. It's all of these different boxes that we can filter. And so what I hear from you guys is, yes, we do want to offer additional things. It's just got to be a little bit more specific to the people that we serve, right? right? I would imagine you guys could make a fortune selling like weightlifting belts and wrist wraps. 
branded with the Iron HQ on there. These are ideas of my own. Don't take my word for it, but it's uh, it's a funny, funny demographic to serve nonetheless. Now, guys, our, our conversation has been mostly just what have you done so far with this business a year in? Forecast this thing out for me. Tell me where this is all going. What's the goal? What's the long-term vision for Iron HQ and YouTube? I think at least we would really like to be you know, the realistic vision is the, the go-to gym in Chattanooga. So mm. we're getting there for, I think we're already there for powerlifters. I think we've, it's now getting the strong, there's actually no strongman presence, but we just don't have enough space in this building to really capture them as well. So we're kind of getting now the bodybuilders and the people like me. Cool. I think we really want to get to a, a place that's four to six times the size of this facility just have yeah and four to six times the cost hopefully not. i don't mean to be negative <laughs> hopefully continue not. hopefully not <laughs> hopefully it's like four times the size but three times the cost hopefully it's like a lower number of the cost okay we can realistic at least yeah we we so growth at the end of the day we're looking to expand in a number of ways it's yeah. funny because we're just a, a year in, right? This is a baby in the grand scheme of things, but I enjoy the conversation about where do you want to take this thing? We need to have that North Star. We need to have that trend or that direction that we're heading. It's exciting to hear you guys talk about three or four times the size, three or four times the space, and I assume three or four times the membership at this point, and hopefully we have a market to back it up. Um, but let me kind of tee up one final question for you guys to start to wrap our conversation up in the pursuit of all of that we know where we want to go do you guys have any concerns or, or what are you what do you think could be some hurdles or some challenges that you face along the way i think the big one is because we are kind of the i'll say the first of our kind in a way in chattanooga so the price point has definitely been hard for a lot of people to understand the value that we're bringing. So, you know, a lot of bigger cities, people only blink. We get it all the time from people that travel are like, that's it. That's all you charge for this. So I think that's been a, a tough point. So I think we have to slowly grow. I don't think we could jump into like a, the next building. I don't think we could jump up like three or four times the size. I think we have to slowly build. So we don't bite off more that we can chew because I think it's just going to take us time to get people acclimated to this type of gym. It's a buyer education challenge as much as anything. Yeah. It's uh, prices is, is a conversation that could take us hours and hours and hours in the industry. And it's funny because we already alluded to it. Your main demographic, they are not hesitant to spend two or $300 a month on supplements and pre-workout and protein and whatever else but we have this so solidified idea in our head that a gym membership should be 20 or 30 bucks a month it just doesn't work out that way anyway guys this has been a bunch of fun it's a pretty good place for us to to start to wrap our conversation up but i want to save some time for you to tell our crowd where they can learn more about iron hq is there a website you mentioned instagram what's the handle how can people find you guys 
Um, so our website is ironhqgym.com and we really need to update it. It's got some photos of the gym from when we first opened, um, but we like to move things around like at least once a month. So it does not look the same at all as what it used to look, um, but they can find like plan information on there. They can learn more about Austin and myself, um, different kinds of coaches we have for bodybuilding, powerlifting. Um, they can contact us through there. Um, and then we're also on Instagram at IronHQ Gym. Yeah. Um, Facebook is IronHQ Gym. TikTok, I think, is the same. Yep. Even though we're really not super big on TikTok because of me, I'm slacking. Uh, also, Twitter. Now you have a whole crowd of people that are going to hold you accountable to this. I know. So. <laughs> IronHQ is the brand. Search for it on your platform of choice. Guys, this has been awesome. I really appreciate business owners that are willing to give a look behind the curtain as to how businesses like this truly function and, and understand that it's not always sunshine and rainbows in the fitness industry. And so I can't thank you enough. I'm excited to see what the future holds. I hope to see a, a three or four times the size iron HQ in the near future. So I appreciate your time and I wish you nothing but the best moving forward, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Jocelyn from Studio 7 Pilates in Kansas City. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hello, I'm well. How are you? I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you for taking the opportunity. Before we kind of dive into your business and what you have going on, all that good stuff, give us a little bit of background. What was it that led to you going and opening up this Pilates studio? Um, I think my story is like a lot of other studio and gym owner story. You were working for somebody and you saw how maybe they weren't doing it the way you would. And it just organically, an opportunity presented itself and I grabbed it and such is studio seven. Okay. So you grabbed onto this opportunity. Yeah. Now you have studio seven. Now kind of explain to us exactly what your business model is. Cause like, I think a lot of people definitely understand Pilates, but there's different types of Pilates studios. I've talked to Pilates studio owners that are in a tiny, you know, 500 square foot room with just one reformer and they work with one client at a time. And then I have seen bigger spaces. So kind of explain to us what it is that you do within your facility. 
So here at Studio 7, we do both. Um, I have a background in physical therapy and I was also a dancer. So I really, I really love working with the post rehab population or people that have chronic injuries or chronic pain, but also because of my dance background and that athleticism, I really like working with athletes. So we do both. We have classes that consist of six people. We have six reformers, soon to be seven. Mid-January, we will have seven-person classes. And then we also have private one-on-ones, and we also see duets and trios. Okay. So a little bit of everything in terms of like offering, if you're the type of person who prefers that group, you have that as an option, um, which is really good. So those are the different services. Kind of what percent of your business revenue would you say comes from that one-on-one side of things? Um, it's, it's shocking that it's probably 50%. Um, I wouldn't say that that's shocking. Like in this, in this specific part of the industry or specific modality, I feel like it's more common that a lot of Pilates is happening in small, smaller, like either one-on-one or two-on-one. And those are the clients that are going to be with you for years. Um, I mean, I've had the same private clients for almost nine years. And even some of the classes I was previously teaching at a big box gym and I was teaching for a small studio and the small studio owner wasn't doing things the way I thought I would do them. And the big spot, big box gym wasn't understanding how special Pilates is. So that's kind of when I was like, okay, well, I can do this better and seize the day. Right. But a lot of my clients that were with me at the big spot big box gym followed me to the studio and have been in my classes for 12 years. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of clients are really loyal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of one-on-one clients, like traditionally, if you find that you really enjoy one-on-one training and you're, you you get this really awesome trainer, you end up sticking with them for a really long time. Um, so for the class portion of your business. How does a membership work at your facility? Do your members pay per class? Is it a membership that gives them X amount of classes a month? What sort of options do you have? Um, That's a great question. So a few years ago, we did just packages. So no membership fee. Um, They could do a single drop-in class. They could do four classes or eight classes. And that's how we operated for a very long time. And I know the fitness industry, specifically the Pilates industry, has been moving towards more of a membership-based model. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't convinced that that was really going to work for us. And then COVID hit, and then everybody took vacation when once everyone got vaccinated or and it was safer to travel. Like half my studio went on vacation for like six weeks, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was left with a huge drop in sales. And that was my convincing. (laughs) I was like, okay, we need to use it or lose it program for our classes. We, people have the option. They can do a membership base where it's six months. It's an auto pay system where they get four classes, eight classes or 12 classes a month for six months. So they can do that. Or they can also get a single class 
um, or buy five classes, or they can do a monthly unlimited. I love it. First of all, that it's crazy how you kind of came to the realization that that is what works best. But it is so common that I talk to these smaller studios, Pilates, things like that. And they aren't offering memberships that are reoccurring. They're only doing the class pass, which is crazy because with the class pass, there's no way for us to uh, predict monthly revenue. And it's, and you have months where it's high and months where it's low. Like you said, people go on vacation and I guess we're going to have a crappy month at the business if that happens. So so smart to do, you know, reoccurring memberships. I love it. And, and we incentivize them as well. So Mm -hmm. the reoccurring membership is a higher price point per class, Mm -hmm. but for our memberships, if they have a spot that they have worked into their schedule, say somebody has you know, Tuesday at five 30, that has been the time they've taken for the last few years. They love it. Then if they have a membership, we schedule them a spot in that class for the entirety of the six months. And then if they are going to miss, then it's up to them to, to cancel that class online and reschedule it, but it guarantees them a spot in that class. Since there are only six people, it's a guaranteed spot for as long as they have a membership, which is a huge perk for a lot of people that are so busy. They don't have time at the beginning of the week to sit down and plug into their calendar, what schedule is going to work or what if that class is frequently requested. We constantly have a wait list for it. So it gives them this massive perk of just knowing that that it's kind of like an appointment in that way. So they're guaranteed a spot. We're guaranteed revenue. It's kind of a win-win for both of us. Definitely for sure. Um, Like our unlimited, they can't schedule, they're paying a much lower price point when they, you know, so say they pay 225 a month, then they can come 10 times, 15 times, five times. It's up to them. But if they're really maximizing the schedule, then they're paying a much lower cost. And so they can only schedule their class per the beginning of the, like their 30 day packet. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. I really like the way that you're doing that. Um, and props to you for making a decision that made sense, like for your business. I know um, sometimes, sometimes that's hard because like we want what our clients want a lot of times. And so we have this idea that our clients would prefer to pay for a pack or pay per session, which isn't always entirely true. If we have a really great service, they're going to pay for it no matter what option. Well, and also coming out of COVID, your clients want you to be successful. Like they want your success. They don't want you to close, right? I mean, they didn't want us to close. They're right there when we reopened our doors after 10 weeks. So we have a really loyal community. And when I just, I, I have found that if you're just transparent about why you've made this decision, then people are people, you know, they understand. But if you're, if it's like shrouded in secrecy, then people don't understand and it's a turnoff. So I just was like, hey, like we have to keep the doors open. This is the way for it to go. And maybe some months it's going to work to your advantage. Maybe other months it may not. 
I'm sorry about that, but you, I mean, people have 30 days to get in. I also allow them if they know, we do have some people that travel for two months out of the year. And so they can pay a small freeze, uh, freeze fee, which will freeze their package for the time that they're gone. And they will be canceled from the classes during that time, but they won't lose their classes entirely. Okay. So then if they come back, their membership will restart and their class enrollments are right there waiting for them. Yep. You're treating it like a business and that's something to be proud of because a lot of gym owners, studio owners, they are not. So way to go. And you're like you said, transparency is key. Like you were transparent with your members as to why you had to do, do this. And everybody I'm sure followed, followed you through that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of move on to the, my next you know, topic here is um, the studio itself. What's the square footage? I think we might've talked about it off air, but I don't know. Um, I, I, think, I think it's just over 2000. I think it's like 2,100 square feet. Okay. So you, you have a decent size space mm-hmm. for a studio here. Um, and, and how many classes are you guys offering a day? Um, I should know this off the top of my head, but we've just added a couple. So I, I want to say 25. Oh, 25. oh, a day. No, I'm sorry. A day. Um, oh, I don't, uh, anywhere from three to six, seven, okay. depending on the day we, we have found for us typically in gyms, Mondays are the busiest and they're actually one of our worst days. Interesting. But Tuesdays and Thursdays are insanely busy. Okay. So yeah. you can have like more classes on the days that you see the demand for them. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So three to six classes per day, you can fit a max of six people in those classes. How many active memberships do you have right now? Um, uh, we have, st- well, the memberships of the four, eight, 12, we have 38. Okay. Active. Is that a spot where you're sitting pretty comfortable or are you guys like looking to get more members for those? Um, it's, it's hard to say. Cause there, again, there's some classes that are frequently waitlisted and then there's other classes on the schedule that aren't. And so it's more of a matter of figuring out what do our, what, do, what do our clients want? What time is missing from our schedule? So that is definitely something that I will be asking come January because schedules change seasonally as well. Um, but if we could have about five more people, um, but I really need that seven, three, former, I think once we have the seven, three, former, if we've turned anybody away on accident, maybe if they couldn't, you know, wait lists are, they're a blessing and a curse. Like you want a wait list, but you don't want to turn people away. Yeah. Oh yeah. So once we get that seven, three, former, and we've got more one, that one more spot across the board, then I think some of our clients might might convert to guarantee their spot because it is a hot commodity. Mm-hmm. And what's the average lifetime of your client? Like how long do you, does a client stay a client at your facility? Um, we turn nine in April and I will say a lot, I would say probably 50% of our clients have been with this almost since day one. Okay. And the last few when you join, when you become a client, I mean, you're, you're part of a family, you're part of a, of a, of a really supportive, amazing, empowering community and people become friends. We have one class where they 
all came together, just taking the same time together and forged a friendship. And now they all go out and get coffee after their class, but they weren't friends outside of the studio until they all started taking together. Okay. That's really cool. So you have a, a, a decent community there. Um, yeah. All right. So 50% of your members have been with you since the very beginning. That's incredibly impressive. Um, talk to me about like what you guys do to find new clients. What does that process look like? Um, right now, we are very lucky in that word of mouth is our best friend and our location. If there was one piece of advice I could give anybody, it is spend the money on the signs. Signs are so expensive, but they are your best advertisement. Okay. So you've gotten a lot of like walk-in traffic because of Um, your signs. We are on a very busy street corner and um, I have a new client that told us She drove by for years on her way to work. And after she had her second kid, she told her husband, I'm going to that studio. I've seen them for years. I'm going to that studio. And she's now on a membership and she comes twice a week to the studio and she's awesome. So I think think, um, exposure, but also word of mouth. My team is awesome. Their friends are awesome. Again, people want you to be successful. So everybody brings a friend, they bring their family members. We've got several couples, like the wife will take classes and the husband does private training. Mm-hmm. Um, couples that do classes together. Yeah. Word of mouth um, in, and the location thing, they're great because I mean, well, for the location, yes, you did have to pay for a sign, but with word of mouth, like we don't have to spend any money to have good word of mouth. We just have to have a really great service that people want to talk about. But when it comes to both word of mouth and, you know, having a solid location with walk-in traffic, there's no way for us to predict when we're going to get people walking in the door. And then that's tricky because sometimes we're going to have too many people coming in. And then sometimes we're like praying for somebody to come in and we don't get any leads. So it's like hard to find that balance. Um, In 2022, a lot of businesses are using Instagram. They're using Facebook. Is that something that you guys use to help pull traffic in? Um, no, cause we're on the flip side of that where we're so busy. I need another staff member. I need to find, so I've, I'm, I've got plans short term in the next year to bring two more people on, but they have to be the right people. Like we're not in a rush. I want the right person because the right person can make or break you. Right. Um, as far as a, an instructor, but, um, I, I did in the beginning, we partnered up with a lot of like-minded business like-minded businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, That was definitely a way for us to partner up doing something, giveaways, free classes, you name it, we were doing it. Um, So the Instagram thing, not our, our target audience isn't really on Instagram that much. They're on on Facebook, I would assume. Um, yes and no. What makes you say that? Um, it, they're, uh, they're not necessarily on Facebook religiously. Cause our target audience is probably more in the 30 to 60 year old range. Okay. Younger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so like my mom's on Facebook, 
but I will ask some of my clients and a lot of them aren't really ever on, like they're not on it to the extent that a targeted ad would target them. Does that make sense? Like yeah. they're on it to like post family pictures and whatnot. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think there are a good deal of people who are not on social media right now, but let's just kind of like, I want to give you my two cents here. My yeah. target audience is almost the same as yours. It's just a little bit, we don't go all the way up to 60. So our target audience is like 34 mm -hmm. to like 46 in that time, in that age range is what we see really commonly in our facility. And like, even though it is CrossFit, we have mostly women, like mm -hmm. mostly ladies are walking into our facility and we are reaching them. Like 90% of our leads come from Facebook right now. Facebook is super good at targeting people that would want to utilize your service. I mean, I don't think you're in a position right now to absolutely need that. But in the future, as you continue to grow, add more coaches, maybe even ever move into a bigger space, things like that, definitely something to look into because it's proven I've, great results. Yeah, I've done it in the past. And I'll be honest, I never really understood it. <laughs> It's, it's hard to figure out. It is so I mean, I've out. done it in the past. Like we, there were, there were several times that I would say we probably did about a dozen campaigns when we first, those first three years. And I don't exactly, I couldn't tell you right now if any of them actually worked or who may have come from it. It's very confusing for somebody it that is. doesn't speak that language. No, it is. And, and who wants to spend money doing something like that? If you don't know that you're going to make money from it. So I understand, I understand that. And I wouldn't want to tell you, oh yeah, go do them with no knowledge of it. I, I would say, I don't have a knowledge on ads either, but somebody helped me with that. And cool. we, we got it done in a way that like it was working, mm -hmm. but I've been in your shoes before. I, I own another business. It's a baking business, interestingly enough. And I've tried running ads for my baking business. Like I moved to a new area. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this ad. I'm going to figure this out on my own and spent like $150 on something that didn't get me any new customers. Mm -hmm. So that's a bad feeling. Um, and so I would understand why you wouldn't want to do something if you don't know if the return is there. Um, well, well, and also I, uh, uh, like our reading, like all of our clients are part, a lot of our clients are part of like a knitting group or a reading group or a woman's group, you know, and they talk. And so just, you know, everybody knows those few clients in their community. If I want something to be spread, I just need to tell these few people. And so like just finding those few people <laughs> and knowing that they're going to bring their friends is awesome. Also doing free assessments or free classes, free little 30 minute classes. I know that some Pilates studios do that. We don't, um, but that would be something if I'm trying to help an instructor grow their client base, that is something that we would look into doing. Yep. Okay. So kind of want to change the topic and do a complete 180 here and ask you, you know, from a business perspective, what would you consider to be your biggest business related bottleneck or challenge? And what are you going to do to work on overcoming that? Um, right now we have, we're trying to figure out 
the right schedule for all of us with our clients, with our availability, so that we're not all in the studio at one hour. And then there's like four hours of nobody. Okay. So there's kind of like some, like I could have five privates going on in the same time, which would be awesome. But then if the next hour is empty, are we giving our clients the best experience if they're hearing other chatter in the back? Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. That's, where, that's where kind of my, my biggest issue is right now is just making sure that we're, we're trying to utilize every hour of the day intelligently, but also I don't want one of my team members to be running back and forth and having like huge chunks of, of break as well. So that is something I think every trainer probably experiences is how to, how to fit your clientele into kind of a block of time versus spreading it all out. And then when you put that with five women, or five, just five trainers trying to figure that out as well. So um, that's something that is like top of mind right now is who's going to be kind of like the evening shift, who's going to kind of do the morning shift and who's going to kind of do the daytime shift. Okay. If you don't eliminate that bottleneck, what, like, will it hold you back from growth in the future? Um, I feel like it could because, um, I feel like it could, because when you've got, then, then at some point we might be turning business away mm -hmm. and nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So I trying to figure out who has available. Like if one of my clients comes to me and they're like, Hey, I really prefer the 10 30 time. And I look, I'm going to look at the schedule and go, Oh, the studio is pretty full at that time. What about 1130? Maybe they can do 1130. Mm -hmm. But then I've just created a hole for myself in that hour, which would ideally work for my schedule, but the studio's full. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind no. of like a big Tetris board. And it's just a constant, it's just a constant battle because mm -hmm. people's schedule changes, like our yeah. client schedule, and we're trying to meet the needs. So that's one issue. The next issue is um kind of what I was saying to you before. Um we're we're all pretty maxed out with our own personal schedules. And I, I know that my team is burned out. I'm burned out. It's the end of year. I think it's just normal for us to get to this time of year and be burnout. So I'm trying to, once my teacher training program is done, I'm hoping I can find, you know, a good solid two people to come in and take some hours off our hands or just take new classes, take new clients, any new leads that we might get after the first of the year. Cause right now we're, we're pretty stuck. I mean, we can make it work, but not comfortably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really, really challenging. Kind of like there's only so many hours in a day right now. And if you're pretty maxed out, there's not much you can do with it. Um, so talk to me about like your ideal situation, right? I hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your business. They came true. What would that picture look like for you? Um, owning my own building, having it be a different shape, different layout, more equipment, more private rooms, and the ability for six of us to be working in the same time, in the same hour without overcrowding each other. And what has to happen to lead you to that point where that becomes <laughs> I have to win the lottery first. <laughs> um, 
Uh, our lease is up in a year, I think. And so I'm just kind of biding my time to see what, what opportunities come. Um, I'll be honest, COVID kind of flipped my world upside down. And so I haven't, I don't think I fully recovered from that, honestly, mm -hmm. as a, as an owner, um, I, instead of me having a plan, I'm, I'm still kind of in a reaction versus an action. So my, my goal next year is to get back to my action. Okay. Thinking first, instead of just reacting to what is happening, mm -hmm. anticipating. So I'm trying to anticipate and it's been really hard. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. Um, you know, everybody's still dealing with a lot of the aftermath of the past few years. And um, do you feel like there's any ways within your business model now to put you back in a good spot post COVID? Um, I mean, we're actually, we're in a great spot. We're in a much better spot than I thought we would be three years ago. Three years ago, right. I couldn't see a month ahead. Um, I mean, I just bought a seven, three former, which is oh, very expensive. They're <laughs> extremely expensive, but I bought it because we have wait lists for our classes. So that reformer, the minute, like it comes off the truck and we unbox it, somebody's body is going to be on it that night, which that's a great feeling. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm looking at the schedule and I'm looking at our space and I'm thinking we, we need to be able to to change some things. And I'm not exactly sure what that would mean. If that means um, we go back to sharing space and hope clients feel comfortable for that to have two private sessions going on in close proximity to each other, like we used to, or if we need to start looking for a different location, I love my location, but we've pretty much maxed out this building. In the last seven years, I've knocked down walls, I've built walls, I've, we've, we've done, and we've had construction twice to reconfigure the layout. So, um, I think this, this poor building, I don't think there's any more walls I can knock down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. And so, you know, just kind of continuing to like flow with this, you're obviously doing really, really well right now. So just mm -hmm. kind of stay on that path and continue. Um, now, if you had to share one word of advice with somebody who is new to being a Pilates studio owner, what would you share with them? Avoid the trap of trying to be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. Do less better. That became our motto and it has served me well. Focus on your niche. Focus on what we do and do it well. And if somebody is like, oh, I want... I want more cardio. Okay. Well, there's a thousand gyms aside from us that can do cardio. Like Pilates is Pilates has a cardio aspect to it. Yes. But Pilates isn't running. It's not, um, hardcore plyometrics. Right. So if that's what somebody wants previously, I would be like, okay, well, let's figure out how to put it on the schedule. Let's create like a rebound class or let's do like TRX or something. And that's, that was great. But now I have found confidence and we are Pilates. This is what we do. And that's, and just focusing in on, on that. Mm -hmm. I always tell people like, do the thing that you're good at mm -hmm. because there's somebody out there that's good at everything <laughs> and we can't be good at everything. There's right. no way. 
Well, um, a lot of studios will offer yoga, which is great, right? If you've got a great yoga instructor, awesome. You can put yoga on the schedule. Great. But if I can't fill in, if you're sick and I can't, cause I'm not yoga trained, I've taken yoga, but not enough to where I would ever feel comfortable teaching. Right. Um, if I can't cover you, if you're sick, then I can't have it on my schedule. Mm. Yep. That's a very, very good point. Um, and I've seen that in, in the CrossFit space as well. Um, you know, if we have coaches that's coach a specific type, right. Mm -hmm. And then they're out, you're kind of like left in the dust. So mm -hmm. I definitely understand that. Now, last but not least, what's your website? What's your Instagram where, or your Facebook? Where can our listeners go if they want to find and follow you online? We would love that. Um, our website is studio7pilates.com. Our Instagram is studio7pilates. You know, and I have to actually look at it. Isn't that sad? Because... Um, it's studio. There was another studio seven, so I had to change it. So it's studio seven Pilates underscore KC. Okay, cool. Well, I'm excited to check it out. I know I can see the studio kind of behind you, but I always like to get a vibe for the clients and everything through the social media. So I appreciate you sharing that with us and for being here, making some time for us today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like, please hit subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Laura from Fit and Food Personal Training in London, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show, Laura. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm a little bit cold because it's middle of winter and it's freezing. I'm doing good as well, and I am a little chilly too because over here in Maine, it's you know, sub 30 right now. So it's oh. very cold. But, um, you know, Laura, I am very excited to have you on the show today to learn more about your, you know, gym business. But before we dive into the nitty gritty business side of things, I'm curious, you know, when you first established this gym business, what was your vision for it for the long term? Yeah. So my vision for fit and food is a 360 approach to wellness. 
Um, so looking at um, personal training, mm-hmm. nutrition, recovery, um, hopefully further down the line, a bit of fitness psychology. Um, and it's a one-stop shop. So we um, take on a minimal number of clients um, at a premium price and we look after them as individuals. So that they get their fitness, their, their nutrition, recovery, all in the one package. Okay, so you really take the approach of making sure that you serve in all kinds of ways to your members, not only, you know, not just fitness, not just nutrition, not just mental, but all of them. Yeah, all of them. And we work as a team. That's always good to hear, because if you don't have a team that's working for you together, then the vision won't be able to come into fruition. But um, so for the listeners understanding of who you are and what it is that you do, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So who it is that you serve and what do you offer them in terms of, you know, group classes, personal training, open gym? What does that look like for you guys? Mm-hmm. So our target audience is we're fitness for everybody, but we mainly target high performing, highly successful people. Mm-hmm. So that want to take the brain space out of keeping them healthy and functioning mm-hmm. um, so that they come to us and we do all the work in the background. They don't need to think. They don't need to think about the program. They trust that we have the process well looked after and they know, you know, that they're they're in very, very safe hands with us in their programming, in their wellness journey. So they can then live in their lives, be highly, highly successful and highly performing in their jobs Mm -hmm. and what they do day to day. So that's our main kind of type of person we're looking for. What was the mm-hmm. question you were asking? Second one was, what do you offer them in terms of, you know, classes? Is it more of a small group, large group? What does that look like? So, yeah, so we're predominantly personal training. So we're predominantly one-to-one. As time goes on and actually clients get to know each other, we've started to create a little bit of a community. So now we're starting to enter the realm of some small group personal training. So anywhere from four to kind of six to eight groups of training. Mm-hmm. Um, so from January onwards, we're going to offer two small group training per day, morning and evening, where people can come together um, and get mainly personal training. A lot of my clients over time have now came together. It's a little bit more fun when you're training mm-hmm. a long time to have somebody else with you. Mm-hmm. And it makes it more cost effective, actually, if you can share with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of my clients are in finance, lawyers, and they have very high performing jobs. Mm-hmm. So I have my golden slots are the very early slots before work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got my mummies during the day, kind of. And then in the evening, you've got your high performing people coming together. The classes that we offer, we have um, a strong women's class. So we're very predominantly women's based. We have a strong persons class. Mm-hmm. which is men or women welcome, but that people know the difference when they book in. Mm-hmm. We have strong mama's class, which is you can bring your baby to your class, to the class. And um, we also have a postnatal class. It's actually a course. So it's a six week course. So you can come anytime from six weeks postnatally to learn about, we've got a women's health physio on board. Um, and she does a lot of education with um, recovery post baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a few more hardcore classes. So like a Wednesday evening is called a Wednesday Warriors class and a Saturday Sweat, which is a little bit more high intensity 
So we, we try to cater for everybody, that there's something for everybody if they want to do a class to book into. Um, but day, our day-to-day, our Monday to Friday, is we're PTing in here. Um, okay, so, so got, mainly focusing on the one-on-one personal training. Yeah, the one-on-one is our, is our, main, our main thing. And our gym floor has the space to do three PTs at once. Okay, so what is the you know, size of the facility? So it's about 600 square foot. So it's not huge. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's small enough. Mm-hmm. It's literally the first floor of a pub. Okay. So there's a, pub, there's a pub down below. We're up above. But for London, we have all windows. So the shape of my, my, our building is a triangle. Mm-hmm. And it's all windows either side. So it's actually a very bespoke selling point because most gyms in London are underground they're dark, there's not much air. So we've got like these big, huge windows with air flowing through. The sun in the morning is gorgeous. I actually have spoken to some other, you know, UK gym owners and their gyms are underground. And and I'm like, what are you talking about? We don't have that over here in the US much, but it happens a lot over there. Yeah, so it's really like, and it's natural light. Um, And we've also designed the gym that's very floral green, like, you know, leafy green, wooden. Mm -hmm. There's not big lively. Signs yeah. And there's not big signs on the wall to tell you to work out harder. Like we'll do mm. that with you. So it's, it's very a holistic feel when you come into it. It's woods, grasses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very nice feel. I mean, this, that's winter sun coming in the window is just gorgeous in the morning. It always feels good too. Yeah. So it feels really nice. With your facility right now and all the services that you offer, I'm curious, how many people are you serving at this moment in time? Yeah, so we are going to grow out of our space soon, which is the very scary part. Mm -hmm. And because our rates here are are achievable. Mm -hmm. It's expensive because it's London. Mm -hmm. But when I go, when I when I go to move this space, it, it triples quadruples in size for That's and good. you don't yeah so but price is then going to be a huge huge factor mm-hmm. so at the moment we're pushing we're not pushing but we're working to get to 85 percent capacity mm-hmm. um i am very fussy with who i hire so we have there's three on the team mm-hmm. um there's actually four on the team but there's three pts and then we've got a content creator and like back a house uh, operations manager mm-hmm. um, and once we get to 85% capacity I think we're going to have to leave our beautiful home that we have but then it comes and to go quite, on a new journey somewhere else yeah and that's I've been looking and it's it's very expensive for to double the space mm-hmm. it's it is a, it's very expensive mm-hmm. so the goal here is to get to 85% you know, capacity. So I'm curious, what is the max capacity at this location right now? Yeah, so at the moment, we are maxed out 6 a.m. till about 2 p.m. every day. Mm-hmm. Then we have that lull from 2 p.m. to 6 o'clock. And then we kind of start up again and we do 6 to 8. Um, so we're looking at trying to fill those two to fours, which I don't know. Do many gyms fill those slots? Do we need to do an open gym sort of thing? Okay. Um, or not. So it's, we're kind of still trying to negotiate that and figure out that. Um, and also 
as I said, it's I'm quite fussy with who I hire. So we have to make sure they're the right match that comes in. So we don't, we won't just take any anyone PTN. that no, may exactly. not, so you know, fit into the company to, you know, vision. Brand. Yeah. They have to be the ethos of the brand. They have to sleep, eat, live what we sleep, eat, live. Because every PT that are here, we're all best friends now. And, you know, but we all have the same vision together nobody's mm -hmm. you know we all got the same idea of what health well-being fitness is and mm -hmm. um, so it's i have found it that's what i found really hard recently is to find more because we do need probably another personal trainer but we just can't and for those funny hours it's hard mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. i'm curious here what have you done so far with this gym business to get people in for marketing like what avenues have you utilized of course the uh, organic uh word of mouth you know partnerships there but have you guys gone into social media yeah so i would say for me word of mouth has been my biggest biggest seller mm -hmm. so you know if you do i really really feel if you do a good enough job and somebody tells their friend that friend aren't just coming to inquire and see they're booking in with you you know mm -hmm. they're once they're referred by a friend they're coming you don't need to do the hard sell on them and mm -hmm. um, my next avenue then is is instagram mm -hmm. so you know we i do my online classes as well and we try show snippets of what we do in the gym we try do clients journeys we do interviews on boxes or we talk about things we do fun reels and um, so my instagram is it is another way mm -hmm. obviously we use google to do some advertisement as well and um, there's a local I don't know if you guys have it in the States, but it's a, it's called next door app. So it's a local app. Sounds like, familiar. Yeah. So for businesses, we do some paid promotions on, on that. But for me, and I know you probably don't hear that is word of mouth because it's a local, even though we're London and it's busy and mm -hmm. um, it's local. And you know, if you say, if you have one moment of school, you're more and do a good job at one moment of school, you're more than likely going to get four more moms in that same school. Yeah, I actually hear a lot that word of mouth, you know, is a big marketing, you know, channel for gym owners and, you know, businesses in general, because it's free and you're able to build that strong connection starting off. But the only downside to it is that you're not able to predict what each month is going to be. So some months it may be, you know, four people come in, some months, maybe 10, some months, maybe zero. So you know, hypothetically speaking, let's say you get that second location. Do you think that you'd be able to rely on just on word of mouth or have to go into social media advertising and consistently get more and more people in? Yeah. So my, one of our other kind of big values in this company is any personal training client I've ever taken on, mm. fingers crossed, has never left. Okay. So we retain because we are consistent. We are really good at what we do. You know, I know, I know we are really, really good at what we do. We all really care. None of us are oversubscribed that we feel like somebody comes in and we're like, oh God, my brain can't handle you today. Yeah. So we, you know, I make sure I only PT a certain amount of clients every week that I can actually deliver to, I can, my product to them, my service to them is mm. beyond excellent. Mm -hmm. So they know when they get in with me or any of the other PTs in, in fit and food is 
they're really looked after and they're really cared for, you know, so we're very consistent and nobody actually leaves. So I feel like if we moved from here, everybody would come with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there would be room to grow. Um, and yes, we probably would need to do some advertisement to get to ensure we've got that know, consistent lead that flow coming in. Yeah, pushing in. Exactly. Um, but Rome wasn't built in a day, and it's not. You know, sometimes you got to hold tight. You know, even this month, December, it's Christmas. There's Christmas parties on December. There's so many excuses to not do. You know, fitness yeah, and t- health stuff. Yeah, we tighten up to belt in December. We get, you know, it's woohoo in January because everybody's mm-hmm. coming back in. So because they're all motivated and they want to get back into it. Exactly, and it swings in. This is the industry we're in. It swings in roundabout, but generally, if you're doing a really good, consistent job and people are getting good service, they they don't. They will always looking, come back. They don't go looking for other places. Why bother? No. no, that's the best thing about you know building the relationships within you know serving people is that they'll always come back because they have a connection to not only the business, but also to their trainer. And they don't want to, you know, remove that because we're humans and we rely based off of connection. Um, So I'm curious, you know, going into 2023, what is the main priority to grow this business? Because there's three ways, getting more members, having members spend more money with you or retain them longer. Out of those three, what is your main priority? Um, our main priority is to actually don't is to offer. So with obviously cost of living, mm-hmm. really, really. So our biggest focus has been offering more classes. So we are predominantly uh, personal personal training, but maybe instead of three times personal training a week with us, you might mm-hmm. do one personal training but two classes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you've got full classes you're turning a much higher, you know, your, your money is, is higher coming through. But if you've got classes that are half empty, it's not great. And so we've really worked as a team hard to make sure that we can offer these two classes per day. And some clients are like, yes, I needed that. So can I please change from, they're not going anywhere, but if finances are tight at the moment, so making it more accessible. Mm-hmm. to people and actually it opens up then the avenue if you've got somebody that trains you three times a week and they're moving to one pt and two classes it actually opens up two pt slots mm-hmm. and we have a waiting list so it's great yeah <laughs> so and like, just yes. you know being able to be flexible with the clients and bring them in when they're able to yeah exactly so we can and to be flexible um is yeah so we want it we obviously want to retain our clients that we have we want mm-hmm. to encourage people that are training once a week to come in a bit more often to train twice a week. And that can be the classes we find is the key to that. But you could talk to me in eight months time and I could say, look, I've scrapped the classes. Have a whole different no. idea of what you want to do. And things, and things change, things evolve, mm-hmm. things change. It's not being rigid in your thinking what works one year might not work. And you know, for me, my online classes, this time, not this time last year, this time the year before was, I mean, booming. Mm-hmm. You know, I was having 40 people signing into my class. It was big. It was mm-hmm. huge. And then as the year went on, it tapered off. And now I'm down to one online class a week. And from them, I have like 10 consistent people that come on. Still mm-hmm. good. It's not, it's, it's not that it's, but things, and that's not the end of the world because where that has tapered off, something else has 
come into fruition and doing this. Into, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so okay. you know and there was no point flogging a dead horse with the showing up for online on a wednesday and having no. two people in like it's not exactly. worth it. It, it it's not worth it for either side it's not worth it for them or for you because obviously they want to have that you know community feel there and you obviously need to get paid so it's like you only have two people and then what is the point there um yeah. so my next question for you laura here is you know i always like to ask this because it gets you thinking about how things are going and i love to ask it because it makes my brain go crazy so you know right now in the business what do you think is the biggest bottleneck that is holding you back from getting to that next level of business my location and, and that is i i know that i know that it's my location it's the venue we're in it's mm-hmm. we've won we're sat in the consultation room right now and um, mm-hmm. we've won consultation room mm-hmm. if i have two people that want self-tissue therapy at the same time we can't have that if i have a small group training as in three people training and two pts we aren't getting as much value for money money then it feels a bit busy mm. and i want i really want that customer the client experience to not feel like oh i'll get out of your way or oh are you using that dumbbell oh like they're doing something you- wrong it, yeah like you don't want them to feel like they're in, in, in uh inconvenience to someone yeah else. or like you know it's okay if i use the squat rack now so that it's starting to become our limiting factor but it's a great it's like my goodness i didn't think a year ago we'd have that mm-hmm. you know it was me on my own in here <laughs> yeah and you know just me. we've grown so much since then that's the beauty yeah, of being exactly. a gym yeah. yeah so it was me on my own this time last year and now it's me and three others mm-hmm. so, so in terms complaint. of you know this time being a gym owner you know if you were to go back to when you first got into it a few years ago what is that one piece of advice that you give yourself then? Go, just don't, I, I hung around too long. Just go for it. I, just dive you know right I mean? in. Just go for it. Just go for it. Um, it's hard because I'm a mom of two and, you know, I have to pay a mortgage and I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've got kids to feed. Um, so working for having a good job pre-personal trainer and gym owner, um, you know, it's different, but um. I think just go for it and you got to spend money to make money. And exactly. That you got to invest in yourself, invest you in the business. It. Yeah. Be you coachable. Spend, yeah. You know, you're not going to get clients in the door if you're not going to pay for any marketing or mm-hmm. pay for, you know, for me, you know, I didn't have the bandwidth. I was person like for a while there, I was doing 40, 50 personal training sessions a week. I didn't have the bandwidth to create a website. Wow. to create you know to to do I, I didn't have that bandwidth so mm-hmm. I had to hire somebody in and that's hard to hand over your thoughts and your brains but to get the right person in and you work collaboratively together it's great mm-hmm. so being willing to delegate up, when it's time yeah yeah and and sometimes you know for me now I'm going on maternity leave next month I have to hand out I've worked my ass off for two and a half years now and I have to hand it all over and be like, yeah. it's scary, but it's, Ooh, it's necessary yeah. to grow the business. It's And for, you know, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was this pregnancy will make fit and food, not just you. It's, it's at the moment. It's going to make it the, 
the team and rely on the team. And what we offer and our service is what we offer. And it doesn't matter who teaches what class because those classes are always going to be of excellent standard and brilliant. Mm-hmm. Because that is awesome, the product Laura. is there. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome, Laura. Thank you for you know sharing that. And I want to thank you again for hopping on the podcast today. But before we sign off, where can our listeners find you on your social medias and your website? Oh, brilliant. So our, my website is fitandfoodpt.co.uk and my Instagram is at fitandfoodpt and you'll get to see all our crazy reels and videos. <laughs> awesome, Laura. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah. Um, it was no a pleasure worries. speaking with you today. It was uh, yeah. it's a great time. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Of course. But yeah, for everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and the subscribe button. And if you're interested in, you know, potentially joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.